What's going on, big fella? So the rivalry is renewed with a whimper and not a bang as the Steelers knock off the Cleveland Browns. positive pants oh my goodness you're getting gracious. all the penetration on this friday <sighs> you big show what your peace yes i have my positive pants on you gotta you gotta wear them all weekend no well actually you know what i have my backup positive pants the real ones are in their own room under guard 24 hour guard all day long have you washed them have you washed no, them at all absolutely not who does that oh it's like michael <laughs> jordan shorts and space jam Look, man, I mean, it's not a lot going on when I have them on. I have them on for th four hours every Sunday or Saturday. We've got a lot of short weeks, by the way. Like, how many Saturday games have we had? Like three? It's uh, working for you. It's and working Thursday? for you. I mean, it works this time, but, you know. It is. It does, it does suck from a preparation standpoint. I heard Cam complaining about it a little bit. But, yeah, the positive pants are on. I'm feeling good about this weekend. How about you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited for today's show because we have Coach Herm Edwards. Oh, we, yeah. got to, we got to catch up with Coach a little bit, so we'll have that for you. We'll play that back for you a little you bit later in the show. You win the game. You play to win the game. Um, adding another P to the repertoire, we have some transfer portal news that hits a little close to home. The Steelers need to win. The Browns are resting players, and we're going to go over the final regular season week 18 in the uh, NFL. There's a couple interesting matchups, but – we want to circle back. I want to circle back if it's cool with you. I want to start with the news that the Buckeyes have a new quarterback Yeah, here in Columbus. I'm in Columbus, and I, I want to start there because I need you to talk me through this because I, I don't know how I feel. I'm not excited. I'm not unexcited. I'm just meh because I don't know. So damn spoiled. Like, come on. Get a quarterback from a winning program. Wants to come, and honestly, I think he's an upgrade over Kyle McCord. We're talking about Will Howard from Kansas State. He he's comes to the program with fell a in love with the great state of Ohio set that I think will be advantageous for not only your O line and your wide receiver, but Ohio State as a whole. Like I think you guys got to win here because I don't know what the alternative is. So here's no. Well, I think it's a win because it's better than what they have. Right. Um, you and I were talking, like I told you before, this is like Urban Meyer's wet dream quarterback. He is six-something, 230, 240 pounds. He's mm. going to be able to run the ball some and give you that dimension back that, frankly, the Buckeyes have not had out of a quarterback since Urban left. Actually, since before Urban left, since JT Barrett is probably the last quarterback able to really regularly run the ball because um, Justin Fields – could, but he was a passer first. It's weird that the Bears have done with him what they've done because Justin Fields was a hell of a thrower. 
yeah at the college level and then you have haskins and stroud and um just a bunch of nfl style quarterbacks this is a guy that's going to come in and this is what I, and it's not Will Howard. It's I don't know that I'd have been excited about any quarterback in the transfer portal this year. If Cam Ward comes here, I feel the same way. It's This is what I'll say to Will Howard is there's going to be a contingent of the Buckeye Nation and fan base that wants to play Aaron Nolan. They're stupid. Don't listen to them. Aaron Nolan needs a red shirt. And but but why? I mean, we saw with the freshman quarterback from Tennessee, and granted, he had a whole year to learn before they put him in. They started Joe Milton, who is not that good of a quarterback at, at the University of Tennessee, and the freshman came in and looked legit. If we so, get to bowl season and and Aaron Nolan has sat and learned the offense for the whole year and you're playing in a meaningless bowl, then sure, give Aaron Nolan some reps at that point, but he's not going to come in and compete. Is he coming in early? Is he one of those kids that No, he's in not. Early? He's not coming oh, in early. I don't believe so. Okay. Um, or maybe he might be, but I know Kleinholtz, who had to play for Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl because Devin Brown couldn't get through the first quarter, he mm-hmm. did not come in early. And it shows when you don't. So yeah, Aaron Nolan might Aaron, Aaron Nolan might be there early, but it's you have a guy coming in from Kansas State who put up good numbers. He is your starter. He's coming here to be the starter, and yeah. that's what it is. That's so true. when you look at Ohio State's schedule, you're going to win the majority of those games. And I'm not talking about – I think Ohio State makes the playoffs next year because it expands to 12 teams. But, frankly, it's at a point with this program right now where the season doesn't matter until the Michigan game, and that kind of sucks. Dude, yeah, that sucks, man. To be that spoiled, that much of a brat program, where you don't even count the regular season games like, ah, pish posh. I only care about Michigan. I only care about the playoffs. You guys haven't won a national championship since like 2002. Like, come on! Like, what? what? They play? just won one in 2015, 2014. Oh, I forgot about that one. It's not I was even just been about ten years. <laughs> come on it's, now! It's still been almost a decade, man. Two championships in 20 years. Don't you besmirch the, the two the championships in 20 years, and you have the audacity on here and says the regular season doesn't matter. It's just who cares about these games? They might you know, have only won two, but they've played for like six others. And that's why I'm sad or I'm indifferent when I get a nice quarterback who wants to come in and bring us back to glory. I don't know how I feel. That's that's how you sound to me. This little violin. I don't even know how you how you play this little tiny violin. I know people do it like this. Yeah. That's what I hear from your whining. But it's 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 I might be playing a tiny violin, but it's at least playing Carmen Ohio and hang on Sloopy. And <laughs> How firm thy friendship, Ohio. You know, you've seen it. You've seen it done. In, I have no idea in your, what you're talking in your stadium. What? I have no idea. You block all that out, just like my Brown song that I send you every yeah, that's death. every weekend. Paul's death. Oh my no, ears. I'm happy they got something. It's just three years in a row of losing to Michigan is tough, man. Yeah. Because that's that standard was your, set. That's what's coloring that's all your feelings. What's well, it's the standard that was set because of what Tressel and Urban did. And mm-hmm. so now that's why I say you'll get excited when the season's here. They'll be excited to go to Oregon and see how they match up against Oregon, even though, you know, Bo Nix is gone and they'll be having a new quarterback themselves. So by the time that gets here, you have the new, you know, teams coming into, and really what's going to poo poo it is Michigan's losing a lot of their players. The Buckeyes get Michigan at home. There's a very real chance. Michigan has three or four losses by the time Ohio state plays them next year, because 
unlike Ohio State's, Michigan has a tough schedule next year. They have Texas. They have, I think they get USC in the first year of you. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I think they get USC. I'm pretty sure they have Washington. They actually have a tough schedule next year as it comes to what they're doing before they play Ohio State. Sort of like Ohio State was looking at with Notre Dame and what they were supposed to get out of Notre Dame the last couple of years. But it's, I think Will Howard will do fine. I still think Ryan Day has an offensive system that produces numbers. So you plug and play a quarterback in there. He's going to get numbers. What separates the good quarterbacks from the great quarterbacks at Ohio State, do you win championships? And C.J. Stroud didn't. Kyle McCord didn't. Justin Fields won Big Ten championships at least and played for national championships. So that is what separates the good quarterbacks from the great quarterback. J.T. Barrett wasn't a great quarterback, but he won championships. He, he had that dog in, him. In, the, in the quarterback lore at Ohio. Absolutely, State, he because is? he won championships. Yeah, he's I. You know, for me, I placed J.T. Barrett ahead of Dwayne Haskins, and frankly, as a Buckeye, C.J. Stroud. C.J. Wow. Stroud is probably, and I said this about C.J. while he was here. You and I would have this conversation. C.J. Mm-hmm. may have been the most talented quarterback to ever set foot at Ohio State, and other than one game against Georgia, we never saw that put out on the field in the big games. I'll give you that. And you guys still J- spoiled. J- JT Barrett rose to another level. And you know a little something about spoiled, because now that I got this off my chest about Will Howard coming to Ohio State, we need to talk about your Steelers and your positive pants. Because yeah. again, again, I'm going to set the record straight here. When everybody, you guys lost to the Patriots, and you lost to the Cardinals, and – Half the franchise or half the fan base wanted to trade Mike Tomlin and get draft picks for trading Mike Tomlin. And we need to we need to cut bait and we need to fire this guy and fire that guy. I'm like, pump your brakes. Coach Mike's a great coach. He is. And we're gonna talk to, to Coach Herman Edwards about that later too. But we need to talk about your Steelers, who yet again will not have a losing season. You're telling me and you're are still on a the chance. cusp of the playoffs. Look, we are on the cusp of the playoffs, and I don't care how you get into the playoffs. We're going to need some help. We're going to need baby. Buffalo to lose. We're going to need either Jacksonville to lose. Uh, Houston and Indy getting a tie would do it, but we know how often that happens. And then Houston and Indy wouldn't lose, do that, though. That would be all the, the most scenarios. Houston and Indy lay, thing to lay do. Out all the scenarios for us to get in. We obviously have to beat Baltimore, a team that's going to have all their backups, at least a, a good majority of their backups in. That's world number one. We need to beat them regardless any year. We're going to even if there aren't playoff implications, we have to beat the team that we hate the most. I hate, we hate Baltimore. By the way, that puts us at five, one in the division and the best division record in the division. So that technically means we're better than y'all. But anyway, well, like, no, because if we beat, yeah. Yeah. We'll be yeah, five. We one. lost to you guys. You yeah. lost to us. Five, one in the division. So that technically means we're the best team in the division, but that's neither here nor there. There's your uh, Northwestern math win- because you're used to playing in the big 10 West again. We need to we need to beat Baltimore. I mean, you're part of the big this Big Ten West, technically, if you're talking about that. And so, anyway, we need to beat Baltimore. <laughs> we need either Jacksonville or Buffalo to lose. We need yes Houston or Indy to tie. Uh, and I think if we were to lose, there's still a way to get in, and it requires Jacksonville to lose and Houston Denver and to Indy beat to tie? the Raiders. And and Indy and Houston oh, not to have a tie. Because of uh, then the conference record right. tiebreaker. 
So the, we would have a better record than Jacksonville. Either Indy or Houston would win the division. And then so, I don't know why the Denver thing matters. But um, let's just go ahead and say this now. If you lose, you're not making the playoffs. I see Stranger Things happens, but I don't even want to get to that point. So I'm excited because I get to wear my positive pants again. They're 2-0, and they're in their special room. They have their own room in my house. Nobody goes in there. They're under guard 24-7. They don't get touched. It's at a room-controlled temperature of 73 degrees. Perfect for pants and their comfortability. They're going to be so positive when I put them on. We might win by 20 on Saturday. I mean, I am excited as they come. The one thing I'm not excited about, the referee crew. Once again, we got to see Brad Allen, who does – is that his name? Is it Brad Allen? Yeah, yeah. Something Allen. Uh, we got to see him and his crew, who don't deserve to, to ref another game after that monstrosity, that that shameful performance they put on Sunday. And then the NFL, oh, my goodness. All the reports came out, they are backing them up. Like, they love Listen, their refs. What I tell you before, men out there, this is a public service announcement from Trey and Rody. Find you a woman that loves you the way Roger Goodell loves his refs. Oh, my goodness. Because never he will stand seen... by them come hell and high water. They have never done anything wrong. Piggy could be out there creeping. And right. he's going to back his refs. It doesn't matter that they're betting on games on the side while they're in Vegas. <laughs> exactly. But he's I mean, going to love him some refs. And it's quite obvious that Brad Allen and his crew have been, I mean, Terrible. subpar would be, be be nice. Like, they've been horrible. That Detroit game was not the only game they screwed up. They screwed no, up. there was the I mean, Chiefs game. Well, there was the Chiefs yeah, game, the Miami Eagles game. So they yet again get another primetime game. Um, hopefully, if we do what we're supposed to do, we won't. they won't have an effect on the game. Let me twist this for you because I'm I'm all about your positivity. Okay. I'm about keeping you in a positive mind frame. Right. I'm going to twist this for you so that you feel good about it. I mean, I already do, but what you got for me? What if this terrible officiating crew was the reason you won and it was in your favor? Because we've seen it before. I wish I could pull the clip and play it right here. Y'all are playing the Bears a couple years ago. A ref body checks a, a Bears player, and they throw the flag on him to give the Steelers a first down at the end of a game. I don't remember this. I bet all. you don't. Yeah, all your don't divisional remember rivals refs. remember all the benefits of us, the doubt that you guys get. I never remember the refs giving us. Oh, uh, somebody, somebody on Twitter. You're gonna have to put it out on Twitter. It's still Twitter, by the way. Rule number no, one: the refs never give us calls. Not one oh, that, that man. game changing anyway. Oh, like, there. Oh. Anyway, find it. Anyway, Somebody on Twitter is going to find this YouTube clip because I remember distinctly this guy gets a sack, does like a ninja kick celebration, and then he's backing up, like backpedaling to the sideline and accidentally backpedals into the ref as he's going off the field, and the ref throws a 15-yard penalty on him, which gave you guys an automatic first down Yeah, against the Bears. It probably never happened. I have no idea. <laughs> I, was just, I was just dreaming it. Yeah, you just dreaming it. You're Whatever, positive. you know, you have Steelers nightmares. That was – Probably one of your better Steeler dreams, you know. So let me so. let me twist it though for you because I care about you and your mental state. And Brad Allen gives you guys a win. He just swallows the whistle. Dude, he, that, you know the, what? If this if it comes to the point, if the game is that close, that a referee that it hinges on the call of a referee, 
I'm not going to be happy. Not at all. And Against that's, Baltimore's and, backups. To be honest, I'll, I'll accept the win, but I will not have any confidence going into the playoffs if we can't beat a depleted Ravens roster and Brad Allen gives us the win. I will be honest about it. I'm not going to say sit here and lie and be blind like uh, other teams do when the referee benefits them. Like I'll, I'll be upfront about it. We'll talk about it next week. Oh, I know you'll be upfront. You, I will. I will say this: you'll be happy that you're in the playoffs, but you will call a spade a spade and will. be honest yeah. about how honest how, about how you guys got the benefit of the doubt. Let me. Um, let's see. We. I'm gonna have to have a P counter for this episode. We got positive. We got penetrate. We got playoffs. We got transfer portal. The P's are permeating. There's another one throughout this episode. But uh, let me. Uh, Let's transition now because you're going to have a full weekend ahead of you. Yeah, we Let's get in. You know, this is what I like and what I love about the product, about the NFL. I hate the fact that they love their referees so much, but the NFL has got this down to a science, and they have done a great job of scheduling uh, meaningful games in the last week of the season because it oh, wasn't too long ago. It wasn't too long ago where I, all the playoff teams were wrestling players, a good majority of them. And this year, we have at least seven, eight games with playoff implications. So there won't be any boring football on Sunday. We have two on Saturday with, uh, obviously, aforementioned Steelers and Ravens, and then Houston and Indy, which affects us as well. But the winner of the Houston Indy game goes to the playoffs as well. And then Sat- Sunday, we got a, a slate full of games of teams that are vying either for positioning, C-wise, or to get into the playoffs at all. So the NFL has gotten that right because this is going to be a great weekend of football. It's um, it's almost like, it's almost like conference championship weekend, right? In, in college, yeah. It, it's it's I think the most we talked about it on a couple episodes ago. It's one of the smartest things the NFL did was pairing up divisional games to end the season. Because let's flip it. Let's say this weekend. Let's say the Browns played the Bengals last weekend, mm-hmm. and then this weekend the Browns and Jets played. Yeah. And the Bengals played New England, Carolina. Nobody cares about that. Nobody cares. But even with the Browns resting a lot of their players, because we need to put Flacco in bubble wrap and Miles Garrett until the playoffs. With the Browns resting their players, they're still going to have a ton of people down to that game this weekend. Mm-hmm. And Tickets will be cheaper, but – People will still care because it's Browns Bengals. If right. the Bengals were hosting the Panthers, you could pay a dollar fifty and get into that game, and nobody, yeah. nobody and would the show Bengals, up. The Bengals want any kind of smidgen of bragging rights, like even though it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things at all. The Bengals win the Browns; they at least can hang their hat on that a little bit going into the offseason. Well, yeah, they got this would be their only division win. They're only right. five in the division right now. And they can be like, we're playing our backup quarterback too. So we don't want to hear that. You're playing our backup quarterback excuses. And they so. can, uh, they can, uh, oh man, it's going to be the return of Jeff Driscoll. Remember how Jake Browning walked off the field a couple weeks ago when they played Minnesota and they eat that win out? You shouldn't mm-hmm. have cut me. I hope Jeff Driscoll does that if the Browns beat them this weekend. Oh, I Starts do. yelling I at the that. Bengals. You, you shouldn't have cut me. He had his moment. He had his moment. His little, he avenged his, his cutting, I guess you could say. Man, but, uh, Jake Browning no. is NFL Kyle McCord. He's <laughs> he's having his he moments. Though. You know, he's going to get a pretty nice what players get who who are making minimum wage, which I'm sure he does. 
He'll oh, get yeah. a nice get a little bump. He's gonna get player a... performance check. At the yeah, end he's going to get a bump. Based on how many snaps you played uh, above what you were supposed to play. So he'll get a nice six-figure check at the end of this year for all the work that he's put in since Burrow's injury. But, uh, yeah, talk about the games that matter. That Browns-Bengals game, it doesn't matter in the grand that scheme of things. Matter. It matters for the fans. But we have Houston, and we already said that, Jacksonville, Tennessee. Now, Tennessee isn't playing for anything, but Jacksonville, who have been on a, a downslide ever since uh, Trevor Lawrence got hurt a little bit. And I think people don't talk about this. I think Christian Kirk getting hurt really set the, oh, it messed set them up. the stage yeah. for their decline right now. And so they're not playing well. That is a very dangerous game for them and Doug Peterson. And it looks like Gabbert is – or Gabbert. It looks like uh, Trevor Lawrence – is not going last I saw it wasn't looking good for him to play this week. Yeah, he's been a limited participant in practice all week. He's been and he hadn't missed any games at all up until the one he missed uh two day two weeks ago or was this last yeah. week his last start. And this so, is what's wild. This is what's wild is you have situations and the the biggest game of the weekend is Buffalo Miami. That has the most implications yes. across the board. You have situations where two teams are currently in the playoffs they can either win the division or be completely out of the playoffs altogether. In Buffalo, Miami, and Jacksonville, but Jacksonville too. If Jacksonville loses, oh yeah, 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 yeah. those are the two they, games. You're right. They're, yeah. they're right now leading their division. They could be all the way out of the playoff. And with Buffalo, they're six seed right now. They could beat Miami and be the two seed, or they could lose. And depending on what you guys do and the other teams do, they could be all the way out of the playoffs. So even like where I, you know, my team, I already promise you, I'm not even going to send you the Brown song this week because it's, we're just playing with house money right now. Yeah. But it's just rest, rest. I'm looking forward to watching these other games. These other games are going to be so much fun to watch. And Jacksonville, I need Derrick Henry to go for like 230 against Jacksonville. Obviously, you got the the right coach there because Mike Vrabel hates losing. Did you see his press conference? Dude, he was pissed that it was even a suggestion yes. that he ease into this game. Like, and he's another coach. I like there's few a lot of coaches I would have loved to play for when I was playing. You know, I, I got a chance to play with Coach Coward, Coach Tomlin. You know, would have liked to play with Coach Belichick. Uh, I, there was a t- time and place where I almost did. I would love to play for Coach Dungey. Got a chance to play for Bruce Arians. Mike Rabel's one of those guys, too. Uh, Mike Rabel just is a salt of earth, no bones about him. And, and I had a chance to actually go down there for um, a scouting internship and got to see it live in person, which is pretty cool. But I, I already know Coach Rabel is going to put everything he can in it to win in that game, if only just because he hates losing. Oh, you know, he hates losing. So this is a while ago. Um, Jim Trestle gets fired at Ohio State, right? Or right. whatever happened there, Tattoo Gate. Mike Rabel is on the staff at, at Ohio State. And I'm working at the radio station that covers the Buckeyes in Columbus. And uh, the, there's just so many great stories. And without going into too much detail, Braxton Miller's a freshman. Luke Fickle is the interim head coach. This is before Urban took the job. It was mm-hmm. the year the Buckeyes went six and six. And they had Braxton Miller. I forget the offensive coordinator's name. Maybe it was Ed Warner. I can see his face, but Mike Brabel got so pissed because the defense 
was holding teams down and they had Braxton Miller playing in an I formation. Like <laughs> Todd Beckman was still the quarterback. At Ohio State. Wow. That's the offense they were putting together each week. And wow. the stories that I heard about how pissed he would get about the offensive game plan week in and week out because fickle was, it was late that he was made the interim head coach and he was a defensive coach mm-hmm. and the defensive staff was so pissed what the offense was putting out there week after week with Braxton Miller being a true freshman quarterback and how athletic Braxton Miller was. Oh, that guy hates losing like no other. Like Mm. it just burns him up and it never, it's continued and carried over into the pros. It's a lot of parallels between what got, what fans are saying about coach Vrabel. Cause I'll hear folks are saying that his time in Tennessee has passed him by that. Maybe he needs a new change of scenery. And there's another Vacancy possibly opening up uh, in New England that I think would fit him very well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's going to be a lot of coaches looking for jobs this next week. But before we get into that, there are a couple of other games on this playoff slate that are a little interesting Tampa Bay, Carolina, and Atlanta, New Orleans. Atlanta, New Orleans both have a shot. And I think it's a very similar situation to the Houston Indy. Because if New Orleans wins and Tampa Bay loses, I don't know if New Orleans has – they have a shot to make the playoffs. They need Green Bay to lose as well, right, if I'm not mistaken? I think so, yes. Yeah. They can't win a division, but they can get a wild card spot. Yeah. Meanwhile, Tampa can They just have to beat Carolina if they, if just they have win to the Carolina. division. Um, and, dude, like we talked about a week ago, before these this past weekend's game, we thought Tampa was the hottest team or one of the hottest teams in the NFL. So I'm going to give you a reason to root for the Falcons to lose because okay. that game, that game means a little more to you, I think, than you realize next year, the AFC North plays their counterpart in the NFC South. Okay. And if Atlanta loses, they're third in the division and the Steelers are third in the division. So you would get your Steelers down there with you well, maybe. in Atlanta. Yeah, I don't know if it's an away or home. No, I think it's I think it's for sure away. Is it? I think so. You're, I'm pretty sure. You're really good with this Rubik's Cube. That's the NFL schedule because I have – I mean, you are it, – it, it was already – You could you could be right, but I'm pretty sure it's third, no, I don't, I don't third in the know. division. And I, I could be wrong, but I think third in the division goes away from the AFC North to oh. third in the division. Okay. And then, so I have family in Tampa, so it also matters to me because the Browns are second. So if New Orleans ends up winning the division, oh, there's a Tampa Tampa Browns matchup. Browns matchup, which they'll play each other regardless, right? But we don't know. If no, be. no, they won't play each other regardless because right now Tampa's first in the in the division. It's not the thing oh, where just, it's not that we play the it's, whole. It's, yeah, it's not the whole division. We just so match up yeah, with that's, wherever that, they yeah, play. That, gotcha. You're gotcha. right. The the one where it's where you play the whole division. I think next year it might be AFC East or NFC. I, I don't remember who the whole division we play is from the AFC North, but I do know that you play your counterpart in the NFC South. So first place plays first place, second place second, third place third. So if Atlanta loses. They will finish third in the NFC South. Pittsburgh is third in the NFC South. 
So you will get your Steelers, I think, right there in your territory. That would be awesome. We had them in preseason this past year, uh, and that was fun to go to, hang out with my Steeler Nation crew and then go to the game. And that was one of the preseason games that Kitty Pickett lit it up and gave us all this false hope. So um, hopefully it's a different situation next year. But that's another team that's probably going to be without their head coach uh, next season and Arthur Smith. I think he's run out his welcome down here in the Atlanta. And um, I see him being an offensive coordinator somewhere next year. But coming into week, week 18, I remember my years playing. And week 18 was always different for different people. Like You had the veterans who were there, had contracts passed that year, and they were just trying their best not to get hurt. And you had guys like me oftentimes who needed that 18th game to put on tape so that you could be uh, marketing yourself for uh, whoever you uh, visit in free agency or whoever is interested in you. So it's always different for a lot of players and it's going to be different for a lot of coaches. I mean, how many coaches you be thinking right now could be out of jobs? I mean, we already named Arthur Smith, Mike Vrabel, which I think Tennessee would be dumb to get rid of him. Tomlin is safe. Like, we don't even got to talk about that anymore. He's good to go. Uh, Belichick. I really wanted Tomlin to get, man, I wanted so bad. I sent you the video from any given Sunday. I wanted Tomlin so bad to, well, I've taken the the position with the Washington Commanders and in hopes to not make a total fool out of myself. I've signed Mason Rudolph as my starting quarterback for next year. Just because y'all are so spoiled. Just so entitled and spoiled. This is the first year where you haven't been calling for Stefanski's job. I'm still Look, calling for his not, job. Did you not see the did you not see the interview the other day where Jim Schwartz said he wants to be a head coach again? I will oh. sacrifice the fans he had in a heartbeat for Jim Schwartz to stay in Cleveland. I'm not a fool. I know who's directly responsible for our team winning games this season. Yeah, I think everybody knows that. And he he will be gone. No doubt about it. I think if the right team comes along, they'll give him another chance. Did not have a lot of success in Detroit at all. But I think the fans he has earned an extension it doesn't mean i want him to be there it's so, that, yeah. that roster is solid top to bottom so the commanders are going to be without a coach ron rivera is gone chargers are already without a coach we think that job is already spoken for we think that's jim yeah. harbaugh's job already um who am i missing uh carolina and his drink throwing and their drink throwing owner they need a uh yeah, they they're, they, they've already fired their coach, right? Right. Um, the Raiders, but the I Raiders. think I think that they found their guy. If they if they don't sign, if they don't sign him, they're stupid. Yeah, they they've already gone through this before. They saw what happened. I think if the Cowboys lose in the first round, they'll have an opening. I think if Tampa doesn't make the playoffs, they might have an opening. We could have as many as 10 job openings next year. I think Tampa could have an opening regardless. Also, if they lose in the first round. Yeah. Um, I can see that. Everybody in the AFC North is safe. Yeah. The NFC North, the Bears will have an opening, I'm pretty sure. Coaching is tough, man. Uh, it's And it's uh, what in this – what have you done for me lately type league? Yeah. Uh, we got uh, Pittsburgh has obviously the second longest tenure coach. It could be the longest tenure coach if uh, Coach well, Belichick ends up going somewhere else. But, one uh, coach knows a lot about that, and we got to catch up with him earlier. Yeah, we did. You want to, you want to let everybody in on our conversation with Coach Herm? 
Do it the legend, Coach Herm Edwards. All right, I need to get a drink, so we're going to let you listen to our conversation with Coach Herm, and I'm going to get a beverage, and we'll be back after you guys take a listen to this, uh, what Coach Herm had to say when he caught up with me and Trey. Favorites, one of my favorite people to talk to. He uh, always indulged me, Trey, would talk to me about film and plays and make me feel smarter than I actually am in this world, is Coach <laughs> Herman Edwards. How you doing, Coach? I am well. Um, I think that if you're a football fan of the National Football League, you have to be excited about how this thing is really taking shape all season with so many teams still in contention um, to get into the playoffs. And then, obviously, so many teams that are in contention that are playing with backup quarterbacks. That's interesting. Yeah, Coach uh, Trey Essex here. I just want to say it's an honor for you to be our first guest on our podcast. I've always uh, looked at you from afar and just appreciated all the things you did for the game of football. I didn't have the chance to play with you, uh, for you, unfortunately, but I definitely saw the impact you had on guys and, and, and my peers. Me being a draft pick in 2005, I know you were with the Jets. But uh, one of the questions I have for you that I've always been curious about, uh, the route that you took, you became a head coach for the Jets, uh, and then later on Kansas City, and then uh, 10 years later, you go to Arizona State. And so I know there's some contrast there, but what are some of the things that you took uh, with you that worked in both the NFL and in college? And then what are some of the things you had to kind of change up in order to reach players on each level? Well, I, I think whatever level you coach at, it's really defining kind of who you are and establishing who you are as a coach. And um, mm -hmm. I think all coaches in their own own way have to make sure that the, they understand this. And I learned this when I was an assistant coach. Take the player's talent and allow them to be successful because players want to be successful. You are information provider. I mean, that's what you do. You provide players with information. How you, how you coach players and teach players um, you, there's a variety of different ways to do that. And I think that's the hardest thing about coaching. It's not so much about what you know. It's about how do I give this information to these players? And they all receive it in different ways. And that's the thing you got to learn. You, know, you can't say he's a dumb player, not a dumb player. It's, he might not understand how you're trying to teach him saying it this way. You might have to do it another way. So if you're not willing to adjust, to the players you have, players won't be successful and you won't be successful. And that's the bottom line at the end of the day. I mean, it's, it's about making sure you put players in position where they can be successful, whether it's in college football, pro football. You know, pro football, they want to know this. How is this guy going to keep me in the league if you're the coach? And in college football, if they have enough talent, they want to know how can coach prepare me to go to the league. <laughs> so it, it, it's all the same, to be quite honest. Coach Herm Edwards, NFL analyst, joining us now on Pod Me Up. Coach, I want to ask you, because you kind of touched on it a little bit there, when you're looking at from an NFL head coach's standpoint now, can you talk about the difference in developing players now versus the last time you were a head coach in the NFL with limited offseason time, on-field practices? I know it's supposed to make the game safer and be easier on the body. We've seen a rash of injuries this year, though. But how hard is it to develop players now can, with, with the limited practice time? And do you prefer it now or how it was before? Well, I, I think 
how, how do you practice? That has a lot to do with it as well. You know, you, you want to make sure you're efficient in practice. And, and, and I say this is a former player. Um, how do you prepare a player to, 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 to be ready to play football? I do know this, practice is needed. Um, you play football. That's what you do. I mean, there's no other way around it. You can't pretend you play football and say, well, we're going to have a bunch of walkthroughs. Eventually, you got to go play football. <laughs> that's, that's what you signed up to do. So with that being said, uh, you know, these players, obviously, in today's world compared to, you know, 20 years ago, um, they're better athletes as a whole because of how just the dynamics of the information they gather at a younger age, they're trained at a younger age. So they're way ahead of 20 years ago, like the era that I played in, we were ahead of the era that, that was before me. And that's kind of how it, how it goes. But, but I think the main thing is the time you have mentally, you have to prepare them and physically you have to prepare them. And, the structure of how you do that is very important because players want to be successful. I do know this. When you don't put your cleats on the grass and prepare, you ain't going to play very well because the, gra- the grass knows if you've, if you've been out there practicing or not. When you're not out there, the grass knows. It just knows. And so you can't cheat the grass. I was going to tell players that. Don't cheat the grass. We won't leave you out here for a long period of time, but we have to be efficient and we have to make sure that we understand that. And if they understand that, they'll be fine. Can I put that on a shirt, Coach? Don't cheat the grass. I want to. I want to use that. That's a good one. Don't 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 cheat the grass because it knows. Uh, so me and me and Rich went back and forth on this. One of the reasons I think that we've had such a rash of injuries at the quarterback position is the poor O line play. And I think, uh, kind of hitting on what you mentioned, um, one of the positions that I think has struggled the most with the lack of playing time is the O-line. Because I think there's not one position on the field that needs all five people working in conjunction more so than the offensive line. Would you agree with that? Yeah, that has something to do with it. There's no doubt about it. But also this, um, how you protect the quarterback is very important. It all starts with protection. Well, the question right. is this. In today's world compared into the world that I played in, it was a running back league. You didn't throw yeah. 40 passes every week. You, you, didn't, you didn't expose the quarterback that way. Well, in today's right. world, the running back, is, he's just kind of – he's just a guy. I mean, they devalue the running back, to be quite honest. Um, and so it's a passing league. So if you're averaging now 45 passes a game, do the math. Okay, 45 times 17, guess what? Quarterback going to get hit. Because basically, who's protecting him? It's five-man protection. You're sending everybody else out. (laughs) You don't protect the quarterback. So that has something to do with it, too, because of how we play football. I mean, you know, when you see two tight ends in a game, you start scratching your head. You go, really, two tight ends? What are two tight ends in there for? Right? <laughs> we see one back. We see three receivers. We see three receivers and a tight end in the back. Sometimes we see four receivers and a back. I mean, it's just that's how you play. And so when you open up the edges 
and you always, or you're asking for five-man protection half the time you throw the football, guess what's going to happen? Of course, I'm going to get hit. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And you're kind of leading me to my next point. And I want to ask you about this, but before I get into, I have a theory coach and um, it's a little bit weird. And I, I brought it up to Trey and I don't think I've got him bought in yet. So I want to see if I can sell you on this theory. But before I do, I want to ask you with the salaries of the quarterback position, if you're the head coach of a team, you're looking at your roster. If you look at your roster as the head coach, would you rather have one of the top five to 10 quarterbacks in the league and you know, 60, 70% of your salary cap tied up into that position? Or would you rather have maybe a top 15 average, above average quarterback, game manager, quote unquote, we hear that term a lot now, but that salary spread out across the team and you have a really solid across, you know, across the board roster. If you're looking at a program, somebody's bringing in Coach Herm Edwards to, to, to run their program next year, which which one would you prefer? Well, I'd prefer you when you draft a quarterback, um, you know, you don't have to pay him for five years. <laughs> right. I, I prefer that, that you hit on the guy that you got, right? Win me the Super Bowl in the first five, and then it's house money, right, yeah, Coach? Yeah, I mean, that, that's the Purdy situation, right? I mean, so, yeah. I mean, but, but you know, it, can that happen? Yeah, it can happen. It's going to happen. This year, there's a, a, there's a bunch of young quarterbacks coming out, so you don't have to worry about it for five years. But, but, here's, the, but, but here's the real deal, is, is that eventually when you look at your, your money, how you allocate it, you're going to pay for a quarterback. You're going to pay for a left tackle. You're going to pay for a wide receiver. On the defensive side of it, you're going to pay for you're going to pay a guy that can rush and knock the quarterback down, and you're going to pay a, you're going to pay a corner. I mean that that's where your money's going at the end of the day, and that's how it works. Because those are the positions you need. Those are those are positions that you got to have good players at those positions. And the position you just mentioned, the quarterback. Well, if you got that guy, you got a 10-year run. So whatever you pay him, you're going to pay him. I mean, it, it, that's just the way it works. I mean, you can sit here and say, well, I don't want to pay the quarterback. Well, you know what? You can always find a receiver. You can always find a receiver. There's a 1,000 receivers. I mean, they're all over the place because of how we play football now in college. And those guys come to pros. So we know how to do that. You can find a tight end. And that's a big that, – that, he becomes a big factor in today's world. The running back is a guy that can he catch. Not only can he run, but can he catch. Then you need a guy that can play corner that can cover, okay? And then you need a unique guy, a unicorn, on defense that you can line up at end. You can line up at inside at backer. He can rush from, from, from a multitude of positions. So those are the five core guys that you need. And then you go drive, then you then you build the rest of your roster. But if you have them five guys, and the key one is the quarterback, you got a chance. Coach Herm Edwards with Trey and I here today. And let me ask you in, in, a, in a follow-up to that, Coach, two teams that we talk about a lot here. I'm from Cleveland. Trey obviously played for the Steelers. And we look at their situation. It's the complete opposite. And yeah. I want to know if we got Flacco balling out, doing his thing. And now we have Mason Rudolph. And I want to know from you, um, in, in your experience, because I look at both those guys – the Steelers can still make the playoffs this year. They could go on a run with that defense and with the weapons they have if they do. What do you do as a head coach, as an organization, if, if let's say the Steelers and Browns, one or both, make a run to the AFC championship game? 
both of those franchises have equity built up in the quarterback position already elsewhere. You have the Steelers with a high draft pick and Kenny Pickett. He ain't going nowhere. And you have the Browns with Deshaun Watson. And how much do the quote-unquote politics and that value play a factor in determining those decisions for the franchise? I don't think it's hard for Cleveland. I think Joe Flacco, if, if they go to the playoffs, which they are going to go, um, you know, Joe Flacco's three interceptions or two interceptions away from losing games, too. I mean, as much as we mm-hmm. want to tell the story of Joe Flacco, it's great. It's a great story. Yeah. But he's turning the ball over at a high rate. And when you get told you. Else, you turn the ball over like that, you ain't going to win. I'm going to just be quite honest. He's 38 years old. It's a great story. I'm pulling for the guy. But he's not the future of your team. Deshaun Watson is. I mean, he was 5-1 and one before he got hurt. Now, his problem is he's got to stay healthy. Okay, so that's another issue. But, but let's, don't, let's, don't, let's don't get this thing twisted now. There, there is no expectations for Joe Flacco. He House had, money. He was, walking, he was walking his dog on Sunday. Okay, oh, yeah. and he fell into a situation, veteran guy. You know, look, they can say the offense is flowing, but he's turning the ball over too. They're not saying a whole lot about that. But you do that in the playoffs, you'll be going home. So, you know, he is what he is, but he's 38 years old, <laughs> soon to be 39 years old. He's not your future. So that, that's that. With Pittsburgh, this will be very interesting because as much as we like Rudolph, which is fine, I mean, I get it, but they're like Cleveland in a sense. The quarterback is just kind of driving the car. He's he's not, you know, he he's not doing anything special. He's not turning the ball over, which is which is good. Their running backs are 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 playing well. You got a couple receivers that can throw the ball down the field and make some plays. And their defense is taking the ball away and knocking the quarterback out. That's how they're playing. Okay, so that that's okay. Now. When this thing ends, however it ends with Pittsburgh, hopefully they get in. The question is, is Pickett your guy? Is he – I I don't know that. I, I watch him play and I go, okay, nothing special. But here again, this is, to me, similar to – and I don't want to downplay it because he's playing great – is Purdy. Can Pickett play like Purdy? And if he can, he's your quarterback for a long time because the parts around him are playing well. And he's orchestrating all this, right? That, that's what you want out of pick. Can he do that? I, I don't know that yet. I don't think they Coach, can. Coach, and neither can I. I've been, I've been praying for it and hoping for it, but uh, he hasn't shown me much of anything yet, which kind of brings me to a, my next question. Let's step mm-hmm. off the field for a tad bit. I've been talking with Rowdy about the, the soap opera that is Steelers this year. And I know it goes on in every team, but uh, Steelers have been in the news a lot lately. And the drama that just seems to follow certain players, certain yeah. teams. Do you think that there's more drama or that the media is just emphasizing it more? I, I think it's this. I, I think it's because it's Pittsburgh and you generally don't, don't hear it. Right, like certain teams right. because of of the head coach, of the organization structure, and and how they've always been tight lipped group. 
you know, you don't get that out of Pittsburgh. And and so now that, you know, they all of a sudden they're nine and seven, they got back in the in the race at before, you know, it, you know, Coach Tom has never had a losing season. All those things are great. But it, it, you know, an incident like that that takes place with a wide receiver, that becomes you know, look, look, all teams have it's like a family. You're mm-hmm. dealing with you're dealing with men that 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 have lots of uh, what I should say. They have a skill set of they will all want to be successful. You know, look in football, everybody's an independent contractor. Okay, let's make that perfectly clear. They all want to better their lives. They, they they all want to make money. Nothing wrong with that. But eventually, the independent contractor has to understand. Okay, I'm an independent contractor. But unless I have the rest of these guys, we won't be successful as a team. And, and that's where the lie is. That's what you got to figure out. That, that's how you massage the roster. There's all kind of different personalities on the roster. There's, there's, no one's the same. You got some high-maintenance guys that you got to deal with. You got some guys you ain't never got to say anything to. That's part of every roster. And you know that in every locker room, you got that. There's, there, there's some guys you go, oh, boy. And, and, and there's about three or four of them belong to the head coach. The head coach has got to deal with those guys. No one else deals with them, just the head coach does. And, and basically, a lot of those guys are really good players, by the way. And you just got to deal with them. I call them the special players. Head coach got to deal with them. <laughs> right. The head coach deals with those. Don't even worry about it, guys. I got these guys, right? And I had to do that as a head coach. And you got them on every team. But that's the greatness of putting the team together. You know, at the end of the day, that's the mix of a team. It, it, it's all kind of different things that go on, you know. And the people outside the building don't know this. They can say he's a pro football player, but yeah, look, there's issues in every locker room. It's, it's not perfect. Coach, right. we appreciate the time. Before I cut you loose, I have the most important question for you. And sure. you know, we've talked a lot about MVP. We've talked Defensive Player of the Year, and this is the biggest question. And what <laughs> I want to know the most: if Coach Herm Edwards could have any superpower, what would it be? A superpower? You could have a super like I want to be able to teleport. I hate sitting in traffic. I wish I, I wish I didn't have to sleep because it's a waste of six to eight hours of my day. I have several superpowers that I want to get into, but what superpower, if you could choose one, would it be? It would be the gift of giving people knowledge. Okay. Ooh. Because I think I think you already got that superpower, coach. Yeah, well, you know, I, I really do believe that. I, I, I do believe that the time we spend on earth, when you look back at your life, you have to ask yourself, how many people did I give a hand up to that I helped? That, that, that could never help me. That you don't want, don't want anything in return, but that's what you do. You give back to others. You, you just give it to them. Now, how they accept it, how they use it, that's on them. But you can't say you didn't give a point. And, and that's, just, that's been my walk in life because I was given a lot of things, and I want to return that, right? That's what you do. You know, I, you know, I don't have as many good days ahead of me that are behind me because of where I'm at now in my life, and I understand that. Coach, you're the best. We appreciate the time. Always great with us. We'll we'll do it again soon, hopefully throughout the playoffs, but we re- we really appreciate you taking the time. My pleasure, man. You guys have a great Thanks, day. Thanks, Coach. Thank you now. And there you have him, Trey, the great Coach Herm Edwards, dropping knowledge on us. 
and making us all feel like Dookie. With the our legend. superpowers. The superpowers. <laughs> I came in hoping that Coach Herman, Coach Herman was going to be like super strength, you know? Right. <laughs> On a fly. To make bad calls or be able to run super fast down the sideline. None of those. He wants to save the world. And would you expect anything less from a man? No. Standards? That awesome human that gets being me. Coach Edwards, Coach Herman Edwards is. I mean, just listen to him talk makes me want to run through a wall. I mean, that guy is a leader. He's man, great. He loves football. He just loves he, he football. He does. He does, and he knows it. And he's been – I mean, this has been his life for, for the longest. And just to gain and hear some of that knowledge and his perspective on things was absolutely a, a, a pleasure. And 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 it was it was mind-blowing for me. That, I mean, that's a guy that I told you I grew up – I wanted to play for him. I wanted to get drafted by him at one point. And so um, it was really cool that we were able to have him. Such an honor that he was our first guest. But – I mean, well, we're we're on it, though. I got I got to ask you. Yeah, I need cuz I put this out on Twitter the other day. I was just sitting there thinking I had de- dealt with traffic that day. We were talking about your grind my gears sitting mm-hmm. through traffic and I've always wanted to teleport. But then I started thinking cuz I had a long one the other day. I was like, "Man, I wish that I had the ability to get through each day without ever getting tired and not needing sleep. Like that's 6 to 8 more hours in my day that I would just free up. Like I could do mm-hmm. so much more mm-hmm. with that time." That is such an old person superpower. <laughs> that's only old people <laughs> think about gifts like that. Like, come on, man. That's not cool. I mean, I get it. I understand it. But that's such Well, I'm choosing teleportation first. Person. Like, if, okay. if I could teleport, teleportation is number one. Because if I could teleport, boom, blink my eyes, and I'm yeah. in Atlanta, and we're doing the show then together. You can sleep because you would have way more time to get to where you need yeah. to go. You wouldn't need this. To oh, the kids got sleep. practice tonight? Okay, hold on. I'm at practice from Atlanta to Columbus, did just like just, that. Did you just be- bewitch yourself there? Did you just yeah. do the little blinking <laughs> and head nod? Boom, and I'm in your, Vegas. That's oh. your teleportation move? That's how you I got three hours. I'm at the Bellagio <laughs> throwing craps. I'm home. My curfew. Dude. I mean, mine is pretty simple, man. I'm a big man. I've been a big man my whole life. And although I've been able to move pretty fast for my size, you still would consider it super speed. I just super want to speed. move fast, baby. I just want that flash type speed. It gets me point A. The point It's kind of like teleportation, but I want the physicalness of it. Like, I need to – I want the wind to blow by as I draw. I want people to be like, what was that? And they get splashed by water and they're – you know, the hat comes off when I run by, stuff like that. I, I, I want that type of speed. Just supersonic speed, I'll be good. What was your 40 time? I was a – see, I pulled my hamstring, first of all. So let me okay. put out all the disclaimers. <laughs> uh, at the combine, I guess since that's the official, I, I ran like a 5.3. So it was super slow because I did pull my okay. hamstring. But at pro day, I ran a 4.9. But look, if you could teleport, I would be a halfback. They pitch me the ball. I'm in the end zone. Boom. That's just that's too much cheating. I would be like Dash of the Incredibles. I would run just faster <laughs> than everybody else. Knowing that I was just, you know, jogging and not using my full ability, I would just run just fast enough just, just as to not tip off. Just to, to laugh at them. Super, yeah. So that's what I would do. <laughs> Teleportation would be All cheating. Right, man. Dude, 
but okay. Well, thanks to Coach Herm. Tell your family, tell your friends. Big announcement, I think. Maybe we should – do we want to announce starting next week? Starting next week, we got another guest. Is that where we're going? Are we doing four days a week next oh, week? Oh, we're doing four days a week. That's the big announcement, yeah. We don't want to announce our guests yet until no. next week. But Logistical yes, situation. Two days to four days. So it's more of me, more of you, it's, more of us, more of Pod Me Up for the folks out there. I'm looking forward I'll to it. I'll announce the guest. The guest is Taylor Swift. <sighs> You'll have to listen to find out. Man. I jacked yeah. it all up. If only. <laughs> if I don't even only. think she's been on Travis Kelsey's podcast yet. Right. She has not on hard before yet. Travis. <laughs> so. All right, man. Good all luck right, to your Steelers. Weekend, we'll do it again next week. Yeah, I'll talk to you. Sounds good. Sounds good.